chorus you were in as a kid, how about your high school marching band? Or maybe it's just that one class you took in college or summer camp at the local community theater. Or maybe it's exploring being on stage as an adult for the first time. In every arts organization, there are hundreds of stories of how those experiences change people's lives. We want to hear and share those stories. These are the stories of impact and change making through an organization called Central Florida Community Arts. Through this journey, you will meet people who lead or intersect with our mission to build and serve community through the arts. On this episode, you will hear from Brandon Fender, the director of our choral programs. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Joshua. It's so great to have you on the podcast. You know, you and I have been friends for many years, I think at least 20, maybe, maybe more. It's, I don't know. It's been, it's a, been a long, long time. time. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a lifetime. <laughs> and I feel like I know so much about you, but I feel like I'm about to learn things that I didn't know. That's what's beautiful about this podcast is diving into the story of our journey and our beginnings with the art. So you uh, are our director of core programs. So you lead uh, our New Works Chorale, our community choir, our Broadway choir. You pick the music, you plan the shows, you lead the teams. It's a pretty fun gig, huh? Yes, it's uh, it's definitely uh, something that I did and did not see myself ever doing. Uh, it just it just goes to show you that life has an interesting way of of going down different paths and, and taking you to different places that you, you you thought you'd end up, but you weren't really sure you would. So it's just really a, a fun, uh, cool job to have. So let's find out how Brandon Fender got to be the director of core programs. Take us back to little Brandon. And tell us your first memory uh, that you have that's vivid of doing something artistic. It can be big or small. Um, I don't know. I just really remember at a very young age, uh, you know, family is very, very important to me. And my family would always be together. And I remember just at a very young age, my mom uh, asking if I would sing for everybody. And so really my first memory of singing in front of people uh, I was at my grandparents' house, and uh, she just said, would you sing for all of us? And I don't have any idea what I sang, but I just remember sort of being in that room in front of my whole family and singing for the very first time. I think I was probably like five or six, maybe actually a little bit younger. So that was sort of like my first like artistic memory. And did you have a stage? Were you on a piano bench or staying on a table or a couch, or was it just in the room? <laughs> And no, I mean, I would save, uh, you know, standing on tables and things like that for, you know, behind closed doors when I was putting on shows for myself. <laughs> right. But uh, I just, I just remember like standing in front of uh, their, their porch, their porch to their backyard in front of the door. And it was just me standing in front of the door. Uh, and that was sort of like my backdrop. And then of course, everybody was standing in front of me uh, as I was singing to them. So as you grew up in an elementary school, middle school, into high school, were you involved in the arts then? Uh, I always, yes, I was always involved in the arts. Uh, my sort of extracurricular activities had a lot to do with the local church that my family uh, attended. So a lot of my early uh, memories of being involved in the arts, as far as education was concerned, was all church-based. So I sang uh, in my church uh, children's choir at a very young age. Uh, and then I remember also I sang in, you know, my elementary school choir, uh, when I was, was, when I was younger as well. Hmm. So do you have an experience that was really impactful for you during those years? You know, I, th well, as I, as I said earlier, church, uh, church was sort of like 
where my foundation was laid. Um, my family and I, we attended a, a medium-sized church in Winter Park. Uh, we went there pretty much my entire childhood and into my early adult life. And so, uh, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, a Baptist church was piano and maybe you had a, an organist that was playing. There were no drums, there was mm-hmm, no band. Right. Uh, and so I remember vividly um, the church that I attended, we had a very, very talented um, piano player, and we also had an organist. And I just remember every week I was just totally enthralled by them playing uh, on a weekly basis. And so, uh, you know, most Baptist churches the back in those days, it was the piano was on one side and the organ was on the other side. And I remember every week that we went to church, we had to switch sides of the side of the church that we sat on because one week I had to watch the piano player and one week I had to watch the organist and then we would switch. Uh, and the really cool part about that is my first ever piano teacher was that pianist in the church that mm-hmm. my that my family attended. So it was very uh, it was very cool to sort of all of that to come full circle for me at a very young age. I love that, and you eventually ended up being a church music director for a good while, right? I did. Uh, I sort of was, you know, as they say, I was groomed uh, for that for that role most of my life. Uh, just growing up in children's choir, and then I I was I, I was able to join my uh, church's adult choir at a very young age. You know, primarily because they were hurting for for male voices, and so I sort of came under the wing of uh, the director of the church uh, music program at that time, and was just sort of. Uh, just sort of instructed over time, you know, I started playing in our praise band. Uh, by that time, we were able to sort of have more and more contemporary sound. And so I really started playing keyboard because, uh, like I said, I, I took piano lessons. And so I started playing keyboard right when I was about 15. Uh, and then slowly I started to incorporate myself into more of the worship, uh, the more worshipful aspects. And then uh, over time, I just sort of gradually moved on to bigger things like uh, directing the adult choir and then ultimately taking over the entire music program uh, in my early 20s. So, yeah. Hmm. So there are many people that that we come across that kind of shape and mold us who we are today. And and as artists, is there anyone in, in particular that, that you'd want to give a shout out to that was just a big influence in your life? Uh, you know, like I said, it... For me, it was those two very early influences uh, of my um, the two the pianist and the organist at my church. Uh, they really just sort of uh, they sort of exemplified what a musician was. Just sort of this, you know, raw talent that, you know you just wanted to like be in their presence all of the time. And so I think those, my exposure to them at a very early age just sort of set the ground for me to move into the performing arts and studying music education and taking uh, piano lessons and taking voice lessons. So really it all started in the church with those two musicians. Now, uh, are those two musicians still with us today? Uh, as far as I know, both of them are still alive. Uh, they have, uh, they retired, uh, actually at the same time they retired, uh, they were there at the church that I went to for, I think it was like almost 30 years. And so they retired at the same time because they were sort of like a duo. Uh, but I, I lost contact with them after, uh, after they retired and they left the church and I left the church. But as far as I know, they're both still with us. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get to hear this podcast one day, uh, and, and hear you give them a shout out. So uh, I get to work with you, Brandon, on the choir. I still get to direct a little bit. And 
I've seen you um, just beaming with pride at so many things that have happened um, with our choir. But in your artistic journey, is there is there a moment or or something that happened that really made you just exceptionally proud? Uh, I remember uh, early uh, in my journey in music education, uh, my senior year of high school, um, I wasn't heavily involved uh, in music education in high school. It really just wasn't a priority to me. My focus was obviously performing. Uh, but that my senior year of high school, my chorus director, um, he encouraged me to audition and try out for the Florida Allstate Choir. And so part of that journey was sort of learning basic music theory and basic sight singing. And I had to go in and I had to audition. And it really wasn't anything that I was absolutely passionate about at the time. It was just something to do during my senior year. And so I went through the process. I went through both of the rounds of auditions and I actually made it into the Florida All-State um, mixed SATB choir my senior year. And I was just proud of myself for going through the process uh, because it was it was a big deal for me at the time. And when I got into uh, the week of Allstate, which was held in Tampa that year, I was just sort of blown away by the amount of talented people that were in the room, people that you know came from all backgrounds and all walks of life. Uh, just to sort of be there in that room around those people and to sort of sing uh, the songs that we did uh, just at a very young age was just like very overwhelming to me. So it's it was definitely a very proud moment of my life to be able to go through that journey and then sort of be end up uh, be up in there for in the room where it happened. <laughs> That's incredible, Brandon. I love that you got to go through that. That's definitely something to be proud of. What, um, you know, outside of your role at CFC Arts, which we're going to talk about in a minute, how does art play a role in your life today? Uh, how, how does art a part of who you are? I think it just, at a very early age, it just defined who I was and the kind of person that I wanted to be. Uh, you know, a lot of kids, I wouldn't say a lot, but you know, it, it mixes some, some kids, you know, they, they identify with being an athlete and some kids, you know, they identify with being a writer or, you know, drama or whatever it is. And so my thing is that I've always identified as being a musician, whether it was singing or playing or directing or whatever that may be. And so, you know, going back to, uh, you know, middle school, uh, I had a little, a little, history in middle school where there was a time that I was being bullied and mm-hmm. um, I was desperate to sort of identify who I was and what made me tick and I think part of it was I was very very shy as a kid and I was very very quiet and I never sort of wanted to put myself out there and I think that sort of in a weird way put a target on my back to you know you know how kids can be they can be ruthless mm-hmm. and my mom identified that I needed to identify myself to these kids. Like, this is Brandon. This is who he is. These are his talents and these are his strengths. But I never had a moment where I was able to identify to those to anybody. And so uh, my sixth grade, uh, my mom arranged that I was able to sing in one of our uh, our assemblies. And 
I remember vividly, I got up on the stage to sing and I was really, really nervous because I was singing for these kids, some of these kids that, you know, had spent the last six months of my life bullying me. Mm. And I remember vividly the moment that I sang, the first note came out of my mouth. I just felt like the whole room, like take this like huge gasp, like their eyes got big and they were like, whoa, who is this kid? Where did he come from? And, you know, to a lot of kids, like, being able to sing or play an instrument like that is a that is a big deal if they themselves are not able to do it and so i think in that moment where i was able to identify myself as this is who i am these are my strengths and this is my talent it sort of set me apart to the kind of person that i i am and i want to be so i think arts really for me is defining of who i am as a person really what mm-hmm. it comes down to Beautiful. So how did you come to Central Florida Community Arts? Well, uh, you and I, <laughs> like uh, we said earlier, we have been friends for a, a long time. We, uh, I attended a church uh, that you were the worship pastor for, Orlando Baptist Church, and mm-hmm. um, we just remained friends uh, during the time you were there after we left. And I remember uh, I was uh, sitting by my pool one day, just taking in the, taking in the rays of uh, beautiful Florida, mm-hmm. and I got a text message from you going, hey, I think we're about starting a choir would you sing in it and I was like sure yeah that'd be great I haven't sang in a choir you know in a while and I wasn't doing anything at the time and you know I was one of those people that was at that first meeting was at that first rehearsal uh downtown on that rainy night you know a lot of people that are familiar with CFC arts they've heard the story and so I was a part of that from the very beginning uh to sort of go on this journey of how CFC art started so that was that was really me from the beginning and I'm so glad you've been with me since the beginning. So I, I kind of set you up in the beginning with, with a little bit of description of what you do. But how would you describe um, your leadership and, and the things that you take care of at CFC Arts? Uh, so uh, as you said earlier, I am the director of choral programs. And so really, I, I see it as my job to sort of navigate the the waters of you know the creative and the administrative aspects of all of our choral offerings for CFC art. So that includes our, our adult mass community choir, um, our smaller chorale such as our Newark's chorale or our women's chorale that that uh, we have seasons for um, seasonally throughout the year, uh, as well as some community events where we have some choral offerings or if we have some opportunities to partner with other program areas throughout CFC arts, whether it's our orchestra and we provide some sort of choral experience for their concerts. Uh, so really anything that has to do with um, choral uh, that has to do with CFC arts, that really is my responsibility to oversee uh, those programs, to oversee the people involved in those uh, programs, such as the, uh, the rehearsal directors or the accompaniments or, uh, you know, any, anybody else that really is involved in those, those activities. I sort of am there to oversee it all, sort of stewardship. Do you still get to actually direct the choir or any ensembles? I do. So currently I get to direct the uh, the Women's Chorale, uh, which they meet uh, or they have seasons. It just really depends on when they have a season. Uh, right now, right now, it's just been uh, usually in the fall. And so I actually started directing them about three years ago. And so I've been directing them ever since. And they are a lot of fun. Uh, they bring me a lot of joy when I get to get up in front of them and just hear them make uh, beautiful music. I also uh, sort of co-direct the community choir 
um, with you as well for our big offerings throughout the year, whether it's our big spring concert or our annual uh, holiday extravaganza. So uh, yes, I do get to direct the choirs from time to time. That's awesome. So what words would you use to describe CFC Arts? You know, I always like to use the word um, belong. Uh, I like the word purpose. I like the word community um, because I really think that's what sets CFC Arts apart is it really creates um, really for me and for so many other people, most days, it's just a reason to get up in the morning. You know, CFC Arts exists, the community exists to bring purpose to people's lives, you know, whether it's somebody that's working a 40 hour job, you know, in retail and they just want to come and they want to sing for a couple hours to bring themselves joy, or if it's for that, you know, that, that middle-aged mom that's got five kids running around and she just wants to escape for a couple hours and sing and hang out with her friends. It really just brings people a newfound purpose that are looking for something to do outside of their normal day-to-day lives. So we know that the arts, you know, they bring us together. They they break down walls and barriers. Um, they open doors for conversation. So no matter what the art form is, those things happen. So you said that CFC Arts brings people purpose and it brings them, gives them belonging. Why do you think CFC Arts is so unique and special? Is it different than maybe other arts organizations in some way? I do. I think it really has something to do with the fact that we are here for everyone. You know, we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of arts organizations and a lot of performing arts groups that, you know, they, they cater to a very specific group of people. You know, some people, they, they come in and they are professionals and they are looking for that next opportunity to be on the stage. And, and we love them for that. We support them for that. You know, but CFC Arts, you know, we exist 365 days a year for everybody. We have people from all walks of life um, that are just looking for an opportunity, for looking for a place to belong. And so I think the fact that really what we do in the performing arts is secondary to just being a community for people to sort of, you know, as they say, do life with. You know, we are here to exist with our community as our as friends and and, and fellowship with each other and sort of walk alongside of each other on this this journey called life and so i think the fact that that comes first and then the performing arts comes second is what makes cfc art so unique i love that i totally agree you know we've met some of our best friends through the work of cfc arts and i love that just doing life together it's built building community so there you and i uh well you give leadership to our largest program area at cfc art so there are hundreds of lives that we've come in contact with over the last almost 10 years. And so this might be really difficult to kind of think about, but this podcast is about stories. So is there a story of someone or some event that just really moved you that you knew was it, that they were impacted by our mission? Yeah. Um, there's there's one person that sort of sticks out and the reason I'll give you a little bit of backstory as to why this person sticks out to me. Um, so a couple of years ago, or actually at the towards the beginning of CFCR, specifically the choir, we did a, a presentation of Titanic the musical in concert. And it was a one night only thing and we loved it. It was wonderful. And then a few years later, uh, or a couple of years ago, 
we decided to sort of reprise uh, Titanic the Musical and, and an expanded weekend. We were actually able to do it for three uh, different performances. And so at that time, uh, the usual team that sort of works on our, our Broadway-esque shows was sort of taking a break and preparing for another offering we were going to have. And so I was called upon to be the show director this go-around for Titanic the Musical in concert. And so it really took a different role for me because the first time we did it, I was just singing in the cast and I sort of punched in and punched out of rehearsals. But this was sort of my first big musically led uh, role that I had as far as directing. So, you know, part of that process was getting my team together, was getting together, you know, the the production stage managers and, and the lighting and all of those folks. But then part of it was getting together somebody that would put our costumes together for uh, the cast. And so this person was actually working with our kids program at the time, uh, Angela Flynn, and she came on, she was actually singing in the choir for Titanic. And I asked her to come on board to do costumes for Titanic. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. Uh, she came on and, and, and she did a wonderful job finding, uh, finding costumes and putting costumes together for our, our ensemble cast. And we got to the weekend of the show and come to find out later, uh, she wrote me this long thing about how I inspired her, uh, how my opportunity that I gave her to be the costume person inspired her to sort of reignite her passion for, for doing this. Uh, and then, in fact, I think she, a couple of years later, or very shortly after, she went back to school uh, to pursue her oh. education because of this experience with Titanic. And, you know, a lot of times people in leadership, they, they don't, I don't think anybody in leadership goes into it saying, I want to make a difference in people's lives. I'm going to be intentional about making a difference in people's lives. We, we sometimes don't know it. And so I certainly didn't go into this going, well, I'm going to direct this concert and I'm going to make an impact on this person's life and I'm going to find out about it later. I never, ever thought about that. And so to go through the whole process of this show and putting on this, this wonderful story, but then on the back end, finding out that some very simple decision that I made, made an impact in this person's life, I think was so profound to me to know that just unintentionally, I was making an impact in somebody's lives and sort of helping them develop their passion as, you know, somebody early on in my life gave to me and, you know, helped me help drive my passion and my, my, my drive to, um, to pursue this. So I think that that's a really cool, uh, a moment for me. So maybe one day when we have Angie Flynn, who is now doing costumes for everyone at Safe Arts, <laughs> when we bring her yes. on the podcast and we say, "Who influenced you?" She'll say, "Brandon Fender." That would be that would be a <laughs> that would be a great moment. So we're living yeah. in this global pandemic right now, right? And it's tough to be a performing arts organization uh, when we thrive off of being on stage together and in large communities. Um, what what are you doing to still bring the arts virtually to people? And secondly, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What projects have you uh, keep you going? Well, uh, one of the things that you know right now that I've been doing to stay engaged virtually, obviously, um, CFC Arts has been doing our virtual concert series and. I enjoy uh, watching those and I actually was able to perform in one of those very early on. So being able to stay engaged with our members, 
uh, through the concert series has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've also been leading our virtual choir rehearsals that we've been having on Monday nights. Uh, so I just have been sort of uh, hosting those rehearsals with our, our, our adult choir that's participating in some of our, our summer activities. And so really for me, it's just about navigating the waters that is this virtual world right now, you know, whether it's Zoom or, or Google Hangouts is finding the best practices to be able to do this. You know, obviously none of this is ideal. We we don't live in a world where we would we want to be home and we want to be behind these screens, but be able to to be able to educate ourselves and and find the best way possible um, to to see each other and to engage each other in this atmosphere, I think is is what's sort of driving me to stay uh, on top of you know the best practices, no matter what they are. And so, I think for me, what I'm most excited about is you know a lot of people look at things in terms of well, this is a problem and and this is uh, this is a catastrophe, and and I sort of you know, sometimes it's it's okay to look at it like that, but I tend to look at it as where is the opportunity? Where is the opportunity for us to learn? Where is the opportunity for us to think outside the box and do something that we've never thought before, or we've never done before? Um, and so for me, this is all about uh, collaboration and, and learning from each other, listening to each other. And so for me, I'm just hopeful about uh, the future and what it looks like in this post COVID-19 world uh, that's going to make us better. That's going to bring us together uh, for the next best thing. So really that's, that's what it is. It's an opportunity to learn, to grow uh, and to move forward together. And do you think that we'll learn things now that we can take into the future, even when we're able to go back together in person? Yeah, absolutely. I don't, you know, I think that virtual rehearsals are, are the opportunity to get on to Zoom, uh, I think is, is, is here to stay. I don't think that there's, we're going to go back to a world where we don't have an opportunity for people to learn virtually just because, you know, take, take the, the, um, the pandemic out of it, you know, it's more accessible for people. It's more efficient for people that, you know, they live uh, very hectic and busy lives and, you know, they're not able to come to choir rehearsal on Monday nights, or they're not able to go to orchestra rehearsal and, or they've got to miss this one. Well, here's a great opportunity for you. You know, we recorded this and we, we miss you, but here's the link for it. And we want you to get caught up. We want you to stay engaged because whenever you're available, we will be happy to see you again in person. So I think it's really an opportunity for, uh, it's just an added layer to something really good that we already do. Mm, I love that. So Brandon, why are the arts important? <laughs> I think uh, just for me going back, it's it's going back to my story. I think it, it, it helps people identify and it gives them a sense of purpose, uh, you know, Without the arts, I really can't tell you what I would be doing today. Um, you know, part of one of the things that we didn't talk about is, you know, my role at CFC Arts is, um, you know, I have a full time job outside of my job at CFC Arts. You know, I work at Walt Disney World and uh, I grew up there performing. I was a performer in, in parades and shows. And so I, I always had a love for entertainment and performing. Um, but if I didn't have that or I didn't have CFC arts, I can't tell you what I would be doing or, or what opportunities, uh, I would have, you know, I just hate to think of a world where I wasn't able to sing or I, I, I wasn't able to play the piano or, you know, that wasn't 
part of my DNA or I, it wasn't part of my identity. So I think it's really just important because it identifies people and it gives them a place to belong. It, it, it gives them a reason and a way to, to strengthen themselves through their, through their talents and to be able to deliver their talents to the world, I think gives them a, a, a new sense of purpose. That's a beautiful way of saying it. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Thank you. It's nice being here. So we want to hear your story. So email us at artsmatter at cfcarts.com. Until next time.